The mainstream media loves to shy away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full. Fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal, at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. We all, I have two things I'm going to get into. This FBI story, and then I got to hit this Yelp thing. In the next hour, we'll talk about the whistleblowers coming from Twitter. And I think you should be suspicious, as always. Because remember, the last whistleblower I was not really a whistleblower. It seemed to be organized. Remember? With Facebook? So this story, uh, Reason actually had this piece. The FBI was apparently trying to hide a raid on American safe deposit boxes. We're, this, is, this is interesting. So the story goes, and this was back in this is back in March of la, this is March of last year. And federal prosecutors were working to keep this raid. This planning and execution of this March 2021 raid on at U.S. private vaults out of the public site. The story goes that the FBI raided this private business. They wanted to seize these safe deposit boxes and assets belonging to people who were not suspected of actually having committed any crimes. And so they were trying to keep the public in the dark about why this forfeiture effort was undertaken in the first place. They said four depositions are crucial to understanding the motivations and intentions behind the FBI's March 2021 raid of U.S. private vaults. It's a Beverly Hills-based safe deposit box storage business. It's being kept confidential due to the at the request of the federal prosecutors. Attorneys representing some victims of the raid say that the depositions could contain important information about how and why the FBI decided to seize and catalog the private belongings of U.S. private vault customers. They asked a federal judge handling the case to allow transcripts of the depositions, including one interview with Lynn Zellhart, the FBI's lead agent in the case, to be filed in in their entirety. The judge, well, unless Judge Jerry Klausner, reason noted, allows the depositions to be made public, the attorneys, etc., they were going to have have to heavily redact the filings. How they there? There's, I, I I'm not quite sure what the constitutional authority they had to do this. I, I mean, because apparently. The warrant that authorized the raid apparently forbid 
it for the FBI was like prohibited from actually seizing the not just the boxes but the contents of the boxes. They said that agents did it anyway, though, and they opened them, rifled through their their contents. They said it was oh, we were cataloging items, but they said it was a fishing expedition in search of additional criminality. It does sound familiar, doesn't it? Robert Johnson is an attorney at the Institute for Justice who was representing some of the U.S. private vault customers, and he was saying it just it flips the public's right of access on its head. And I believe Reason filed a brief in this. It it's weird. This they they were the FBI had built a case against the owners of U.S. private vaults. Apparently, the owners were charged with several crimes, according to the Daily Beast. They were saying, oh, they're shady, etc. But the people who had boxes there were not suspected of any wrongdoing. And so much was so heavily redacted when it was released. I mean, there's a lot of Fourth Amendment questions that come into play. And then apparently there was a subsequent follow-up. Eric Boehm wrote this. FBI misled the judge in obtaining the warrant to seize hundreds of safe deposit boxes. Huh. Huh. We've also heard that before, haven't we? FISA court? My whole point in bringing this up is you have every right to question your FBI. It is your FBI. It's our FBI. Especially as more information comes out about this. Like for, for John Solomon over at Just the News had memos, we were talking about this our first hour, that the White House, in spite of what they said to the public, actually did work with the Justice Department and National Archives to get this investigation going. I mean, it does, uh, analysts are saying it looks like entrapment. It's just weird. Waving executive privilege over the documents, like retroactive, it just seems weird. Why? What is the point of this? Because they want to get him for something. They want to get him. Are they still like thinking that he's going to run? Are they still? It's just. <sighs> there are. Do you realize that there exist? If it's a story over information for the archives, do you realize that there are presidents who are no longer living whose presidential libraries still have not turned over a number of things to the National Archives? I mean, apparently Trump was not even allowed to be out of office for a full year before they decided to go after him. And he had already been working with them and he already gave a whole bunch of boxes and was totally fine with working with them. This sounds so politically motivated. It's never about it's not about the documents as Kane. It's never was. It never was about these documents ever. Never was. So the. I, I, I don't know if they're I mean, are they really going to I I just don't see what they're going to try to to get him on. It doesn't it's. The, it just brings up more questions. Politico actually wrote, and this was a piece this morning that they wrote. They said that documents recovered at Mar-a-Lago were among the governments, were among governments most classified. But what they noted, literally they debunked themselves right in their piece. They said that it was already actually the special access program materials were already made public, had already been made public. So it actually, so if it's already public anymore, if it's already public, it's not exactly classified is it 
Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Paul Pelosi has pled guilty to one count of DUI. He was sentenced to three years probation, five days jail time, getting credit for time served. No additional jail time was given, and he got a fine of just $150. This was after his May 28th accident in Napa, California wine country, where he decided to run through a stop sign right into a Jeep, totaled his car. Now, Kane is freaking out right now because it said he got one count of DUI causing injury and another of driving with a 0.08% blood alcohol level or higher. The court documents said that his his when he, his blood alcohol content was 0.82%. How is that even possible? Oh my gosh! Wow, so is that percent of his blood is alcohol? There's no. Okay, we gotta come back to this. I mean, I see uh, Nancy, so it's believable. But yeah, man. I so bookmark this because, dude, I because you know he wasn't gonna be serving no jail time. Uh, let's see here. The scientists are linking common a common weed killer to convulsions in animals. One of the world's most commonly used weed killer. They said that exposure to glyphosate, glyphosate, an active ingredient in Roundup, increased the seizure-like behavior in soil-dwelling roundworms and other other animals. Fun fact, the uh, person that Michael Bloomberg hired to run Mom's Demand was actually hired. Uh, she was defending uh, Roundup and Monsanto. Yeah, it was not grassroots. There's receipts. Uh, also, additionally, a Galileo manuscript hailed as a treasure really highly valued, was dubbed a forgery. A 1930s forgery. They believed it was from the Renaissance astronomer Galileo Galilei in the 17th century. Now they think, oh no, it's a forgery. It's from the 30s. It's according to the University of Michigan. They did this big old thing. They looked at the document and they said, nope, it's a 20th century forgery. Wow. And a dead body on a beach turned out to be an intimate times doll. People were horrified. It was in Thailand, but it turned out to be not an actual person. Still nasty. Stay with us. So Kane and I were still whiskey tango foxtrotting over this Paul Pelosi story because it came out today. He got one count, DUI, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 $150 fine. Basically a wrist slap, right? And so one press outlet said that he had 0.82% blood alcohol content. And Kane and I were like, he's how is he alive? How is that even? How is he living? 
there were two who said he did, one who said 0.08. So I went and I got the actual thing from Napa County District Attorney. And they said, it's still a little weird. They said that he, uh, ultimately, the blood sample taken from him at 12.32 a.m. and sent to California Department of Justice for testing had a 0.082% blood alcohol content. Decimal points are important, as are commas. Basic journalism 101. Kane and I are like, how is he? That means he's made of alcohol. He's literally made of liquor. And we, we could distill his blood and get a couple people drunk. <laughs> he could probably just like, he's probably, he would be emitting fumes at that point. Oh my gosh. But man, what a world, right? You can just like run through a stop sign, drunk as a skunk. He's still pretty drunk. Run through a stop sign, hit, a, hit somebody's car, total it, you know. Or you can be like a, a Robert O'Rourke, the uh, Hispanic appropriating Irishman from El Paso who did the same thing. He had a hit-and-run drunk driving accident. Daddy was a judge, though, so Daddy can get charges to go away. Must be nice. And here you can see that. So he was taken in at 10.17 p.m. Mm-hmm. and wasn't tested till after 12.30 a.m., so more than two hours after the accident. He was tested for blood alcohol, and he was still blowing higher than the legal limit. So he, okay, so I realize that so much of what that is, correct me if I'm wrong, is based on your body's metabolism and how quickly it would burn yeah, through, Yeah, and how right? big you are as a person. Yeah, exactly. So his had to be, had been a lot higher. What do you think, if you had to estimate, what would you have estimated? Wait, first off, let me, before, let me ask you that second. Why did they wait two hours? After the accident to, to do a breathalyzer. I'm going to say because of his last name, but what do you, you think? They waited two hours. Let's get you some fluids, Mr. Pelosi. Hurry up. Right. Let's wash. get this out of your system. I'm kind of thinking that's how it went. Really? I, mean, I have no proof of that, but I mean, I don't know of anybody waiting two hours to test somebody for a DUI. Right? The cops want the evidence and they want it right away. It's weird. It's super weird. So the second thing is, what do you think it was? Originally. I'm going to say it's probably closer to 0.15. Dang. But the 0.82 report, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Not possible. <laughs> Your face was like, this is magic. <laughs> He's made of liquor. But he gets he just gets a wrist slap. Uh, is I just can't imagine. Really? You just get a wrist slap? If you don't claim a taco on your, you know, your damn forms, send it in the IRS, they're going to come audit you. But but he can do this? What? Yeah, $150 fine. He's only worth $150 billion probably. So, you know, what's that? That's a $150 fine. Gosh, the, the privilege on display. That Pelosi privilege. That PP. That's what that is. Golly. Now... To this, the uh, I know I, I have more I could could say here on this, but you know, I wanted to get into some of these other things uh, before I just completely blow past them.
As ransomware and other cyber attacks continue to sweep the nation, traditional antiviruses continue to fail as they cannot detect new malware and ransomware. And that's because they operate off a blacklist. And many of these antiviruses are made in the same foreign countries that the malware originates from. PCmatic is the only solution that is 100% made in America and uses proprietary whitelist technology to protect against all known and unknown cyber threats, including ransomware, malware, identity theft, and nation-state attacks. PCmatic protects homes and businesses of all sizes. PCmatic also makes your computers run faster by performing automated maintenance and system optimization. Protect your devices with an American-made cyber solution. PCmatic is just $50 for five devices for one entire year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Act now and receive $5 off your entire order of PCmatic protection by visiting PCmatic.com Dana. Again, to protect you and your family from ransomware, malware, and other cyber threats, visit PCmatic.com Dana. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Well, where do we, where do we start? Let's, uh, first and foremost, this is a Florida man who tried hiding a half pound of meth under a cop car. He, it was during a traffic stop. It was 49-year-old Lee Sandberg. Body cam video worn by the responding deputy shows that she needed, she, video had told Sandberg she needed to get a written warning from another deputy who was patting down the boyfriend, 49-year-old John Schneider. Not the same guy, I think, who was in Dukes of Hazard. Uh, when he was being patted down, Schneider was spotted dropping a bag under the deputy's patrol vehicle and immediately deputies handcuffed him. One of the deputies said, he just dropped a bag that looks like dope. Oh, man. The girlfriend's, the girlfriend responded, the man's girlfriend. Detective said Schneider dropped a half pound of meth that he bought outside of Lucia County. He was suspected of taking it home in Orange City where he's going to sell it. Such sheriff's office. So he kept going. She, while Sandberg was handcuffed, too. And she kept going, that meth isn't mine. And then Schneider said the meth wasn't his either. And the deputy said, I mean, you know, whatever, you might as well try to lie. They found another gram in Schneider's right sock. So he got charged with trafficking meth, tampering with evidence, resisting without violence. Sandberg was charged with conspiracy to traffic in meth. Just like they saw you drop it. Like, why are you going to be lying about it? A Florida man is accused of attacking his mom when she wouldn't dress as mannequin. Uh, Boynton Beach, 40-year-old South Florida man is accusing of attacking his mother. She wouldn't. Ch- Mikkel Danker was arrested charged with aggravated battery and a victim over 65 years old and uh, domestic battery by strangulation. He, the victim said she was in the backyard of her home and Danker asked her to dress his mannequin. When she refused, he blocked the path to the house and then the beatdown started. Danker grabbed his mannequin, followed his mom inside. He and the mannequin both apparently were like pushing on her. Like he was like shoving her and stuff while he had the mannequin. Um, Oh, and then uh, he took her dumplings and threw them on the floor too. That's a big bad no-no. She was taken to a hospital. She required stitches, and he's in jail. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The mainstream media shies away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country with no extra fluff. In my latest episodes, I lay out the blunt facts of what's going on in the District of Columbia, the way the media is misleading the public, and plans that political parties are making. Concise, comprehensible news is what America needs and deserves. I'm here to deliver. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.